didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have finished seasons one through four, and now we are in the deep, dark void as we wait for season five. And this week, we took our listeners advice and we're doing a deep dive into the character mike wheeler played by finn wolfhart and colin is here with your summary <laughs> well that's what i was gonna say but i was like there's not really a summary so ding, 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 yeah ding, 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 ding. <laughs> mike wheeler was born on april 7th 1971 yeah i was like her to ted and karen wheeler <laughs> yeah if you guys don't know we don't really we just talk like usually we have something like planned but there's not really a summary for yeah not really so yeah i just i kind of went back and i, I watched a couple kind of key episodes and and just kind of trolled reddit and stuff like that just to see kind of what was out there mm-hmm. um and i was reminded that he had the first spoken line of the entire series mm-hmm. um when they're playing dungeons and dragons you know something is coming something hungry for blood a shadow grows on the, you know that thing mm-hmm. and he also closes episode one with the last spoken line when they're in the woods and it's raining and it's right before they see l for the first time and he goes you guys hear that and that's what they see l so oh. he kind of he kind of opened and closed the the first yeah episode. for some reason in your notes when i read that i thought you meant he had the last line of season four ah no holly did that yes it's snowing snowing mom yeah so i mean let's well let's go through our our little summary our our yeah yeah so then i went back because i know at the end of every season we look at who at the line distribution and who has the most Mm -hmm. lines and he actually had the most lines in season one he had 430 lines 433 lines Mm -hmm. in season one and then seasons two and seasons three he was fourth in lines with you know 200 ish roughly and he went all the way down to number six in season four for line distribution but he still had 229 lines which is which is a good chunk so yeah i went back and looked at montauk uh the original the bible you know the spec script that the that the you know the duffers wrote and they said mike wheeler this is like the stage Mm -hmm. directions you know mike wheeler 12 is the dungeon master he's a cute moppy haired kid classically good looking except for a birthmark on his left cheek which was going to be kind of a, a like a target of ridicule or bullying mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. have to deal with but they get rid of that and then also saw i mean that was that was the original script for season one but then actually in the montauk in the bible i saw that he was originally going to be named elliot like way back when after oh. you know et was originally going to have a crush on Jennifer Hayes, who was the cute little blonde girl at the funeral who was crying that everybody said, wait till we tell Will that Jennifer Hayes was <laughs> crying at the funeral. And Which makes you think that Will had a crush on Jennifer Hayes, I thought. Yeah, you would think. And then he was actually going to be the first person to enter the Upside Down instead of Will. So that was, they actually ended up changing that too. So Oh, so Mike was going to be the one that was? Yeah, I mean, they never, they didn't really get too much further. They just said, you know, they didn't plot out the whole season. Yeah. They just kind of, but he was going to be the one that originally went in. So uh, like you said, born April 7th, 1971, that actually came out of one of the comic books. I think it was. Um, oh, strange- well, people will scream at you. That's not canon. <laughs> Parents, Ted and Karen, older sister, Nancy. So he was 12 at the start of Stranger Things. Nancy was 16. So three and a half, four years older. 
And then, of course, Holly, the younger sister, who was three at the start, so nine years younger. So 16, 12, and three are the kids' ages. And it's quite a gap. Yeah. So that's kind of it for the background. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so what's your what's your hot take on hot take on Mike Wheeler? I love Mike Wheeler and I, I don't like legitimately do not understand the hate that the kid gets. Like I I I honestly I chalk it up to what what is the, is the hate just because of the bilers and the whole will thing or is, or is there other I think bilers love Mike for the most part. Okay. Um so no, I don't think it's them. I think it is I don't really know. I didn't realize he was so disliked until I really started writing about it for work. And you know, I was constantly reading people's thoughts and opinions on it and he's definitely one of like out of the likable characters like mm-hmm. he's high up on the list of ones that people don't like i just don't under- yeah. i don't really get it like uh, he's most annoying to me in season two but that's when he's the best friend to will to be honest like yeah he's annoying to me because he's in a bad mood the whole time that has nothing to do with will but right yeah no i've always kind of i've always kind of thought of him as like a kind of a middle character you know i mean mm-hmm. i love love Dustin and I love Hopper and I love, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Robin in season three. And I even like Nancy and I really, I didn't really care one way or the other about Lucas. He was fine. Didn't really like Will, you know, I mean, there wasn't mm-hmm. any, if there weren't any characters that I really didn't like. You know, right. Even, that, yeah. That's on the like whole scale. Of it. There's nobody yeah. I don't like. I no. dislike. I mean, even, even I the bullies like, them. you know, Carol or Billy. I mean, I still, I still like, kind of, you know, I kind of like them as a character. I mean, I might mm-hmm. like their personality traits or what they do, but they're good characters. So yeah, I never really, I never really gave Mike, you know, much of a thought as to. Yeah, it know, is. Yeah, I do find it odd that people have such strong opinions on him because he is not. They've really reduced his role from season one to season four. Yeah, it was kind of his show, really, for season one. I mean, he's, yeah, you know. And it's funny because I mean I'm I'm looking back and I'm thinking okay so close my eyes what do I think of when I think of Mike, and I I mean the big things that I thought of were not particularly good things I remember what an asshole he was to Max mm-hmm. in season two so that kind of you know stuck with me, and then you know he did have some he did have some good moments and i'll get to those in a second but that was the first thing that i always generally think of and then i always think of the times later on when will was trying to play dungeons and dragons and mike wouldn't play dungeons and dragons cuz he got <laughs> he got he got all hooked up in l and and was you know all l that doesn't bother me though and no it makes sense you know and and i you know i could have you know probably would have acted the exact same way it's just that's kind of what i what i think about and then you know, he actually had some great lines. I remember when he was, when Hopper was trying to break up L and Mike. And so he had to lie about Nana on the phone. Oh, I and, know. And his mom was overhearing, which led to this line, which is just great. We think she might die. What? Mom, get off the phone! How many times? Did Nana call? No, Mom, just get off the phone! I, I mean, I love that. It was just, I mean, it's just, it's just really funny. And, you know, I, I remember all, we were talking a lot too. I remember in the earlier episodes of the podcast, like all the times where he would just, just yell upstairs at his mom. <laughs> he does so yell funny. a lot at his mom and it, yeah. it always tickles me. Like it makes me laugh. And 
one of the things that I see all the time is how many is to will in season three. And it always shocks me because I feel like a lot of boys and girls at that age, when they get a boyfriend or girlfriend for the first time, that's kind of like when they fall in love for the first time, that's kind yeah. of how they are. And I would have been annoyed with will because it's like dude we're about to be freshmen in high school we're not playing dungeons and dragons all <laughs> summer when we could be hanging out at the mall like looking at girls or whatever yeah and then he gets to high school and then he joins the hellfire club. and then he joins the hellfire club <laughs> yeah but i went back you know the other big thing that i remember obviously is the i call it the tears in the rain speech like the blade runner thing we you know when will and mike are in the rain and they have that talk where mike says oh you know it's I'm not, not my fault, it's not my fault. You yeah. know, like girls and then i went back you know it was kind of funny because you know you you think about how actors deliver lines and the words on the page versus you know and so here's here's the clip of the of the scene you're destroying everything and for what you could swap spit with some stupid girl Elle's not stupid it's not my fault you don't like girls i'm not trying to be a jerk okay but we're not kids anymore. I mean, what did you think, really? That we were never going to get girlfriends? That we're just going to sit in my basement all day and play games for the rest of our lives? Yeah. I guess I did. I really did. So if you if you just take the words, though, I mean, you could say that any number of different ways. And I, I know it falls on the duffers, obviously, because they're there and, you know, they didn't direct that episode, but they were obviously there and they, they, you know, went with how the line was delivered, but you could say that line a number of different ways. You know, he says right in the line, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Yeah. You know, else that's stupid. It's not my fault. You don't like girls. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Okay. But we're not kids anymore. I mean, what did you think really that we're not going to get girlfriends? I mean, he could have said yeah, that very matter of fact, you know, it's a very, you know, it's, it's just how he says yeah. it, you know, that kind of, I think rubbed people the wrong way. Well, but- and I can't, yeah. And I think he was kind of pushed to his brink too, because he's stressed out over hopper you know threatening his life and being like you can't come around 11 anymore and he's stressed out trying to make sure that he doesn't hurt 11's feelings but he also is you know he's dumb about it and he lies to her yeah about what he's doing which is just another reason people get mad but it's also like have you guys ever met a teenage boy? Like, have you yeah. ever? Been, like, I don't know. It just seems yeah. normal to me. Like, it I, just I had one. Well, I still technically have one. But yeah, no, I don't. He's twenty. He'll be 20, oh yeah. He'll be twenty-one in May. So I mean, I've yeah. got a teenage girl, and, and yeah. she can be very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I also remember there was a lot of great scenes with his parents, and I remember early on in season two when after he steals the quarters from nancy and goes to the arcade and comes back and there was that whole scene and i remember at the time we were talking about it when ted makes the the baseball team metaphor oh, yeah. it's like you know you wouldn't be what on the team anymore say? i forget and he's like if you know, wrote to me you wouldn't even be on the team anymore and then Mike's oh yeah the is great. <laughs> but it was funny because you know kind of what gets lost in that scene is karen listing off all these things that he's done because he stole the quarters from nancy mm-hmm. and then she said he cursed out Mr. Kowalski. He plagiarized an essay and he also graffitied the bathroom stall. So yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. It's like but, Michael. But then on the flip side, I think of all the great things that Mike has done. And, and that list, I think, is a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Standing up to Troy, you know, pushing him at the assembly, you know, mm-hmm. which was which was good. Obviously, jumping off the cliff for his friends, you know, yeah. which is good. Like, people forget this stuff, I feel yeah. like. 
And then obviously say what you want about his relationship with his friends. But, you know, when he was in with Elle, he was all in. Yeah. 353 days calling her every day on the walkie talkie. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I love this clip. I got I to gotta play this clip from episode eight of season two when they're trying to exercise, exorcise, not exercise, exorcise. <laughs> yeah. And just here. So here's the clip. Do you remember the first day that we met? It was, it was the first day of kindergarten. I knew nobody. I had no friends. And I just felt so alone and so scared. But I saw you on the swings and, and you were alone too. You're just swinging by yourself. And I just walked up to you and I asked. I asked if you wanted to be my friend. And you said yes. You said yes. It was the best thing I've ever done. So, I mean, that's just... I mean, that's just like a great friend. And that's, and and then he's not saying that just to say it, you know, you really feel that he really means it. You know, I I just think it's another great endearing thing. And then keeping going on that, the whole, you can't say the word love when they're in the big buy Mm -hmm. and, and that whole thing, you know, you've never heard. Every biler is listening to this and being like, these are all examples of why Mike's in love with Will. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole, you know, blank makes you crazy. And you yeah, like, see, you can't that, say you know, it. You can't say it because he's clearly he doesn't love her like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think a lot of people also forget that he was the one in season four that found the phone number in the pen. Mm-hmm. Right? So that led them. And then he was the one that also came up with the idea of going to see Susie. So, you know, he kind of got that whole ball rolling. And- yeah. And I, I blame the Duffers for not handing him a bigger role and i think again and we've said this a million times the duffers kind of back themselves into a corner because they introduce all these great characters and there's not enough time for them we don't get to spend as much time with them as we want and we know just from season one that mike can carry the season you know finn's great and he if anybody i feel like if anybody is going to go on after this and turn into a blockbuster movie star it's millie bobby brown and finn wolfhard yeah, I, I mean, he already, are, I mean, he's yeah. already in. He's already yeah. got Ghost, Ghostbusters, and yeah, you know. and the sequel, and then he's got, yeah. uh, he's got a couple movies. The one that just came out, the little indie flick for May twenty four. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's a great. We haven't touched on the actor at all. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. actor. He's just, he's really really good. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things, and it, it was funny, kind of picking up on what you just said. I went back and watched a couple first season episodes again, and it's so funny because it's like four people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I know. it. I yes. mean, there's there's no Robin, there's no Billy, there's no Max, there's no Murray, there's no I know. You know. And we love I love all of the characters. Max is one of my favorite characters, and but I do miss just that small group. It was intimate. It was it was mm-hmm. just a nice little intimate, you know. And but, part of that too, I know, is just wishing that I could watch it again for the first time like because I was just so blown away by it and loved it so much like the second I watched it so and you just don't ever get that feeling back I feel like yeah well I remember I watched it five or six times until I actually watched it (laughs) yeah yeah it took you a while (laughs) 
I'm really trying, Whitney. I'm really trying. I know. To it. It's so wild. And I was like, I know you'll like it. Just, just pay attention. I'm like, whatever, Whitney. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then we've got, we have some videos to conclude. Oh, yeah. These are kind of fun. I just went on YouTube just to see. I know. know just, I've seen all these. Just so I, just so I wouldn't forget. Oh, we didn't, I didn't mention also, and I'm sure it, it comes up in the emails, the whole keep it going with his devotion to Elle and, and the, the, oh, two, yeah. the two great scenes with her. One when, you know, he comes out to California, despite what he's wearing, when he comes to Aww. California. People give him so much. I'm like, he's trying though. Yeah. So this, this little scene when, when they're in the room together. You know what I think of you. You're the most incredible person in the world. And you can't let these mouth breathers ruin you. Ruin us. I mean, they're nobodies. They're nobodies. And you're a superhero. And then obviously later on in the in the final episode of the season, when when she's in the tank and he's trying to and this this if if you didn't like Mike before, I don't know how you not like him after this. But the truth is, El, I don't know how to live without you. I feel like my life started that day we found you in the woods. You were wearing that. Yellow Benny's Burgers t-shirt and it was so big it almost swallowed you whole. And I knew right then and there in that moment that I loved you. And I've loved you every day since. I love you on your good days. I love you on your bad days. I love you with your powers. I love you without your powers. I love you for exactly who you are. You're my superhero. And So yeah, the the videos are great. I just I just went on YouTube just to just to make sure I wasn't forgetting like famous lines mm-hmm. of his and stuff like that. So there's two videos I found, and I'll post links to both of them. One of them is great. It's called Mike Wheeler being annoyed for five minutes yeah. straight. So somebody <laughs> supercut like all of his, you know, being annoyed at people. You know, whether it's he's annoyed at his parents or yeah. you know, his friends or whatever, which is really cool. And then another one, and this is kind of funny because I remember I'll, I'll get there eventually. I remember when I was in college. And my friends, my roommates were watching Top Gun and I walked in, I'm like, oh, Top Gun, oh, this is awesome. And sit down and watch it. And the guy's like, hey, I'm going to tell you something and you're never going to look at it the same way again. I'm like, I've seen this movie a hundred times. How could you, you know? Okay. So pay attention. Like the whole second half of the movie, every single line is repeated at least twice. You know, break right, break right. I'm shooting them. I'm shooting them. I'm going, I'm going. Let's Are you go, serious? Let's go. Yeah. Every it's not every single line, but it seems like every line is repeated over and over. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny. So this other video is Mike Wheeler repeating himself. So somebody again, a different person, put a supercut of all the times in Stranger Things where he says the same thing twice in the scene. You know, it's you know, oh, yeah. so it's really fun. So I'll post a link to that too. And then obviously we've we've talked before about the Beyond Stranger Things, which I really wish they would have kept going, but they only did it after season two or four seasons. I two. know. Uh, the one with Jim Rash, where he mm-hmm. had everybody around on tables and did like seven or eight episodes. So I'll post a link to this too. And they went back and they showed the kids' original audition tapes. And I remember Finn was so sick, he had to do his from a hospital bed. So I'll, I'll post a link to that um, so you guys can see that too. I'm sure you've all I seen I forget what he was before. sick with. What was wrong with it? Did he have mono? 
there was something like that yeah it was uh, it was like a some kind of respiratory yeah. illness or something yeah i mean it wasn't like a broken leg it was a it was a illness. no 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 he was sick yeah. sick yeah so so yeah anything else you you want to just get into some emails are we good with with yeah let's get into some emails because i feel like they're gonna bring up a lot of topics and or yeah. you know points that either we've already talked about or maybe we haven't thought about so. there you go Let's do some emails and I'll take the first one. It is from Kara and Kara and I follow each other on Twitter. We're buddies. So Kara says, hello, Whitney and Colin. My name is Kara. Known on Instagram and Twitter as Stranger Things Lady. And my very favorite character just happens to be Mike Wheeler. I could go on for days telling you why, but I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Mike is the leader of the party. He's smart, kind, compassionate, and above all else, loyal. In the first season alone, he opened up his home to a stranger and vowed to protect her. He searched resiliently for for his missing friend, and he jumped off a cliff willing to die for another friend. And throughout all four seasons, he always comes up with the best plans that help defeat the upside-down creatures and save the day. I think in the first few seasons, viewers of Stranger Things got this message loud and clear from Mike. But as the show has gone on and he's grown older, he he has unfortunately become misunderstood. What I would like to focus on is season four and the incident at Rico Mania. I cannot tell you how many comments I've seen online about how Mike just stood there and let Eleven get bullied. And every time I read something like that, I ask myself, did this person watch the same show as me? Because that's not what I saw in the slightest. I didn't think that either. I remember thinking at the time that he could have done more because I mean, my first instinct is go out there and help her. His first instinct was to get the music turned off. So he was doing something. It's not necessarily. And then he was trying to get to her. I mean, I'm obviously coming at it as a 50 year old adult. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't a 12 year old boy watching it. Right. But my instinct would have been to go to her. But his I mean, he was trying to help. He just did something different than I was thinking. It's not like Will did anything either. True. Exactly. So anyways. She says, I saw a 14-year-old boy realizing his girlfriend was in distress, and he ran off without hesitation to do the first thing he could think of to help her, get the music to stop. Mike had no idea that at the same precise moment, a chocolate milkshake would be thrown all over her in the middle of the skating rink in front of everyone. His goal was to protect her and keep her safe. When Mike finally did catch up with Elle again, he made comments like, what did you do? And she, Angela didn't seem fine and i just have to say this mike is allowed to be disappointed in the actions of his girlfriend remember one of his goals is to keep her safe and whether or not angel deserved it she totally did Elle's not exactly keeping herself safe by assaulting another girl i mean the cops did come and arrest her the next day also it is 100 not mike's fault that he does not reciprocate will's feelings for him he doesn't even realize will feels that way especially in 1980s small town indiana but that's a discussion for another day anyway i sincerely hope mike is less misunderstood in season five thanks for reading yeah i agree with all that yeah i do too i think i think maybe mike in the first three seasons didn't know about will but i I, and i think and so you can write it off that way but i think at season four he either was beginning to get an understanding or had a very clear understanding but just didn't know what to do i mean he didn't know how to handle the situation he's probably you know never been in that situation before and again yeah come at come at this as a 14 or 15 year old teenage boy you know in the 80s when yeah Yeah. it is not nearly as accepted as it is now so it's like of course he's going to be a little like i don't know and people are like he didn't even pay attention to will when he was crying and it's like dude he doesn't know if his girlfriend's dead or alive like and will being upset that his crush doesn't like him back like whatever. yeah and, and, <laughs> and, and again i mean you you kind of try to put yourself in that situation and you can project anything five seconds yeah. after the camera stopped he could have put his hand up we don't know you okay will what's going on you know that kind of thing it's not like 
It's not like he sat there and, you know, flipped Will off and said, you know, get over it. You know, <laughs> your painting is stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that was a good email. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one's from Tilly says, hey, Colin and Whitney and Scoops Ahoy fans. It's Tilly again reporting from Atlanta, where I'm taking a tour of the Stranger Things sets. Jealous. I got to meet the people who live in Dustin's house in real life, which was super cool. And they were super nice and even let me take a picture in dear Dusty Bun's driveway. Anyway, I've been waiting so long for an episode about Mike and I was so excited when I heard that's what this week's topic was. Personally, I don't really have anything against Mike. He's had his moments where I'm like, come on, Mike, is that really the best thing to say to your girlfriend? We all know the scene I'm talking about. And are you really so insensitive to your gay best friend that you didn't see him crying next to you? That's what we just talked about. But every character has their moments like that. And overall, I think Mike is a very dynamic character and he's one of the most realistic portrayals of a teen boy the show has. Here, here. Even though he has his annoying moments. But Byler is a whole nother matter. It weirds me out how addicted some fans get with picking out every detail in the scenes Mike and Will have together to try to make them seem in love. Sorry, guys, as much as I love a best friend's turned lover story, I don't think it's going to happen. I think this might be a reason why everyone doesn't like Mike. No one wants to accept that he isn't in love with Will like Will is with him. So can we please stop hating on Mike so hard? He's had some rough childhood years. Yes, <laughs> he has had yeah. some rough childhood. They all just, have. Yes, they have. And it's just trying to make it out like the rest of them. That's all I have for this week. Hope you all see this. And remember, everyone, don't keep those curiosity doors locked. Yeah, I fully agree with all of that. People yeah. want to, they they pick apart scenes and they see stuff that they want to see. And then they get mad when it doesn't happen. Right. And it doesn't turn out the way they want it to. So, okay. Our next email is from Sophie G. And she says, hi guys, Sophie here again. Hope y'all are doing well. Yep. To answer your question, Groundhog Day is definitely a stupid American thing. Thank you. <laughs> I, I totally thought it was. We, we always little, assumed, yeah. Just some news before I start. I got a Robin Funko Pop last week, and I love it. It is her wearing her beret in season four. Is that the same one you got? No, you got the one where they go to Penhurst. No, I have I have the Penhurst one for Robin, and I also have her Scoops Ahoy with the white beret. I have the Scoops Ahoy with the sign. Okay, so Mike, I have nothing against him. I loved him in seasons one and three. He was so sweet, funny, and loyal in season one. In season three, the whole Nana, Hopper, and Elle plotline was just hilarious. I actually think he has good character development. He perfectly portrayed the moody teenager that is literally just caught up in his girlfriend. He kind of annoyed me in seasons two and four just because more important things were going on, so he just kind of got in the way. But I think he is a really good character and does not deserve all the hate. Have you thought of doing a Star Wars influence episode? I love Star Wars, and it does pop up a lot, especially in season one. Someone mentioned a theories episode last time, and I think that would be so cool, but definitely closer to the time. And that made me wonder what immediate thoughts did you have after or while watching? the season four trailer for instance i was convinced that vecna was billy because all i saw was a guy with serious skin issues hanging on vines mirroring billy's pose when he dies i also just wanted to say happy birthday to kathy and willow bye for now she made excellent points about mike and star wars does pop up a lot we'll eventually do an influence episode i just i am so worn out on star wars because yeah, well, it, we just keep watching it because I watched Andor and loved it. And The Mandalorian is coming back. It's and, Yeah, you know, it's just, it never stops. There's always something new to watch. Jackson's really into the, um, he did um, and has us watching the Bad Batch and <laughs> Tales of the Jedi, or Tales of the Jedi, which are good. But I mean, there's just so much Star Wars you can. <laughs> I know. Doing. Yeah. I get tired of it. And then Mike, my husband watches it all the time too. Like he like it's his go-to movie when he's sick. And like he will literally just hold himself up in a bedroom and we just hear the Star Wars music start playing and we're like, oh no, Mike's got a cold. Um, but 
So, but eventually we will. Yes. And theories episode. I love theories. It'll have to be closer to time. As for after season four, I'm not a good person to ask because I don't I remember. I remember thinking, so I, I, I remember thinking Billy was Vecna. I remember. And we I remember we talked about it. And, and I was with, like, no, with, it is not. It was with, uh, with coffee. I think with the episode we did with coffee. She said, how stupid is it that people thought Billy was Vecna? I'm like, I kind of thought Billy was Vecna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But also, Coffee and I n- knew several things that were definitely going to happen in season four. So it was hard for me to, like, ma- I mean, I had some theory. I mean, none of mine were right. Like, if you guys remember, I totally thought that Peter was, was it Peter? Yeah, Peter was Owen's son. Yes, was not, was was one. And Owen's son had, yeah, none of that happened. So, I don't Okay, know. next one is from Sophie D. Different Sophie. Said, Mike has been my favorite since the first season. He's just so adorable and is so kind. And he has such a caring heart. And he always makes me laugh. Me and my sister Reese like the part in season four where Mike is coming to see Eleven when they meet at the airport. And he has the silly outfit on. It makes us laugh. And then she says, I also have a dumb little joke for you guys, if you don't mind. So here's the joke. What is a Demogorgon's favorite toy? It's Barbies. 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 Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sophie. Appreciate the email. Okay. Our next email is from Harriet. It says, hi, Colin and Whitney. I really loved the last episode. The Goonies is such a great movie. To answer your question, I was out of school for about eight weeks. My school let us out two weeks earlier than most other schools. Now I'm back to math homework. And running across campus to classes. Friday middle periods aren't my favorite thing. One end of campus to the other in under three minutes is hard. And Groundhog Day is definitely an American thing. I wouldn't know one if I saw it. Does it look like a beaver? Mm, not really. It looks uh, like more, a it, giant like a, hamster sort of. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, like a be- beaver with a normal tail. Yeah. Kind well, of. A beaver without a tail, right? We have a lot oh, yeah, of I guess they don't, they don't have tails. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a beaver with no. a tail. A tailless beaver. They're always like randomly sitting on the side of the road, like just watching cars pass. (laughs) I don't know why. It's weird. (laughs) Anyways, she said, that's what my mental image factory is generating. But anyways, here is my mini TED talk on Mike Wheeler. Enjoy. In my professional opinion, I have a PhD in the psychology of fictional characters. Mike is a questionable character, but I do get where he's coming from. Mike is 14, 15 years old. I'm assuming since they are in year grade nine, that's when high school starts in the US, right? It is. He's growing up and that comes with questionable decisions like not caring about Dustin season three and ignoring Will in season four and being a bad boyfriend to Elle around season three and four. He just needs to learn to think before he speaks. Like he didn't get that lesson in kindy or something. He was sick that day. It seems. Yeah. And learn to just be a nice person to people around him and not let hormones take over. He makes bad choices. Lad's discord video is speaking volumes. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen it, Lad posted a, a video in the discord. Like being mad at Will in season four, episode two, in the roller ring for him, for telling him the truth about Elle being bullied. How do you not notice she's uncomfortable with Angela? He is a teenage boy. I promise they do not notice stuff like that. (laughs) The tension was thick enough to cut and not immediately running out to get her when everyone was bullying Elle on the ring. Do adults just not exist in this show? Harriet, the 80s were wild yes for adults adults did not exist in the 80s nope we ran amok just not me personally because of brenda but most kids just did oh yeah we all did you you did too we all yeah we all just you know lived our lives you know i didn't seven in the morning like see you mom she's like beyond my dinner okay (laughs) yeah but most kids yes 
And so she says, Mike isn't inherently a bad person, just bad personality traits and decisions. Season one and two were really the only good Mike eras, according to me. That's all for now, folks. Cross my fingers. Y'all don't get another six weeks of winter. It looks freezing over there. Love, Harriet. Well, we had a snow day today because we had an ice storm last night. So it is. Yeah, we're going. We have a high of two on Saturday, I think. We're going down to like minus 12 on Friday night or something. It's crazy. Miserable. We actually have, we have the, a penguin plunge. You know, the, oh, I don't see, I don't know how people do that. Yeah. So we have one that happens every February and they canceled it because it's too cold and you can do it. Oh. Remote, you can do it remotely anytime through the end of February and just send a video in and have it count. But yeah, it's going to be too cold. What is the purpose of that? Just entertainment. I think it would cause people. people to have heart attacks. I mean, we, we have a lake. Wouldn't it cause you so, to have a heart attack? You would think. Yeah. But. They usually do it when it's like 30, you know, and the, the lake doesn't Even get... then! I know, right. I'm, I'm not saying I've ever done it, but I used to cover it when I was a TV news guy. I'd be down there and watching people jump in. I'm like, I'm, oh, I can I'm, imagine. I'm fine over here, thanks. All a great point, Harriet. I agree with all of them that think Mike is a good person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, from Olivia, dear Whitney and Colin, I get so excited when I heard my email on the podcast last time. Thank you so much. My thoughts on the Mike Wheeler on Mike Wheeler are very simple. He just needs to be more empathetic in general with 11 Will and so many others. He was literally doing nothing when Will was clearly crying in the van in season four. I think he also needs to be nicer and just better in his relationship with 11. Whenever I watch that episode in season three, when he lied to 11, I'm like, why you ruined it all. <laughs> Even with his flaws. I think he, was, he was terrified. <laughs> of hopper he was terrified yes, I, I would be too i mean terrified of an adult but then it's an adult who's the chief of police with a gun on his hip yeah and he's six four and a big burly man with a mustache yes even with his flaws i think he makes a great group leader and he's pretty much an okay friend most of the time i do think that moment with hopper at the end of season four is really cute oh, that was that was a really good mm -hmm. moment and almost like a peacemaking moment because things in season three were so tense with these two one last thing mike needs a better wardrobe <laughs> Hair, outfits, things like that. Obviously, if we could change only one appearance, it would be Will's, <laughs> but Mike is next. Good point, Olivia. I think your podcast is great. Thanks so much for revealing the deep, dark void. P.S. I don't know if this is something you would do, but I think a background episode would be cool. Maybe like explaining some other things the actors are doing or how they started in Stranger Things, things like that. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I really like following what they do and their new movies and TV shows. Thanks for everything, Olivia. So yeah, I know... Uh, David Harper obviously had Violent Night, which was so good, but not at all yeah. okay for for young viewers. And then and he's got the new one coming out too. He's got a new one coming in Netflix. Next oh yeah, the, the, we have the, a, we the have ghost a ghost one. Yeah, it looks cute. But did, does he talk? He does not talk in it. I don't think he talks at all. He might at the end, but I don't think he talks at all yeah. for the most part. And they made him look very unattractive. And Dave, that is hard to do for me for David Harper. He is not a <laughs> attractive attractive man yeah. and then uh finn wilfard obviously just had this past friday uh when you finish saving the world come out the movie that he did that you talked about earlier with uh what's it called Julia. again when you finish saving the world with uh, oh Julia yeah with, Moore. yeah yes and i don't think it's i actually don't think it's getting good reviews which is shocking to me oh that's a bummer okay all right our next email is from joe and he says hi colin and whitney it is joe from michigan again i have made a pros and cons list for michael wheeler Pros, season one, trust Eleven when no one else does. Helps Eleven escape from Hawkins' lab. Helps look for Will. Season two, good friend to Will. I feel like that really encompasses a lot. Season four, helps Eleven escape from Sullivan. Cons, season two, mean to Max. 
has a bad attitude in general. <laughs> Season three, lies to 11 when friends don't lie. Season three, ignores Will. Season four, mean to Will again. Thanks for making the podcast. <laughs> that, that was great, Joe. Good. I love that. Yeah, one. I love it. Yeah. All right. Hi, Colin Whitney. My name is Vanessa. I'm an adult listener and obsessed with Stranger Things. I absolutely love the podcast. I have a couple possible theories for season five. Let's back up. The first and fourth seasons were heavily foreshadowed by a D&D game in season in episode one. Theory one. I feel that the end of the D&D game in season four will play a part in season five. To end the game, the party had to roll a 20 to defeat Vecna. After the huddle, the first roll was Dustin and he rolled an 11. The second roll was Erica's and she rolled a 20. In the scene, once the D20 dies, stops rolling and lands on the 20, next to the 20 is eight. So my theory is that in order to fully defeat Vecna, L will need Callie, eight, and possibly will. So 11 plus eight plus one equals 20. Just a theory that I haven't heard anyone else talk about. Theory two, in addition, I think that there is another element that needs to be addressed. In the Red World, the only item that was intact and not destroyed was the grandfather clock. My theory is the clock is the, I always say this word wrong, phylactery, phylactery, uh, which is an object used to store a monster's soul to protect it from death, and will need to be destroyed in order to defeat Vecna. Thanks for reading. You both are fantastic. Thank you. And I love how you incorporate all your fans into the discussions. Not so patiently waiting, Vanessa. Um, I don't know. I've had, I've heard people say they think El- uh, Callie's going to come back, but I don't understand Will plus eight plus one because, or, or sorry. Yeah. Cause Will isn't, Will one. isn't one. I mean, he's one person, but one, you know. Vecna is one. The Vecna is one. Um, so yeah. But as for the grandfather clock, yes, I do think that that is going to be significant. And I don't know if it's going to, if they're going to work in some sort of time travel. Cause you know, we saw little Henry Creel reverse the hands of time and messing with the clock when he was younger before he became Vecna. So I think, yeah, I do think that the grandfather clock is going to come into play. So is phylactery, is phylactery like Eldritch thrumming? Is that just one of those terms that I should have known? And I've never heard that term before. It okay. just makes me think of like a Horcrux. Yeah, it is. Like yeah, from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So. Okay. At, Vanessa, you can tell us if you're listening, like, what is it? Like, where's, where's that term from? I've never heard that. Term it's, a, it's a Dungeons and Dragons thing. I looked, I looked it up, but it is since going on oh. to be, to be it's, it's kind of accepted in all of fantasy dumb um, oh, okay. as, a, as a thing that, you know, stores a monster. Gotcha. Soul, essentially. Yeah. Like a, like what the Ghostbusters used. I mean, Hor- Horcrux is the best. I mean, it's a pretty good description. Yeah, I think. All right. Our next email is from Aiden and he says, Hey, Colin and Whitney, I actually like Mike. I love Finn Wolfhard as an actor. And besides seasons two and three, he's a great character. He was so nice and loyal in one and four. My favorite Mike moment is from season one when he jumps off the cliff for Dustin and people call him annoying and selfish. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Can you give me the link to the Discord? Yes. Yes. We'll give you the link to the Discord server. We will. Uh, Colin may have already done it. Did you already reply to him and let him? Not yet, but I will. Okay. And I, I think I fixed the Twitter and Facebook ones for people that are on Twitter and Facebook. You can click in the Discord to make it a permanent link because it did expire oh. for seven days. So you can click. It. So I think the ones on Facebook and Twitter should still work. Okay. So yes. But I will, I bet I will email you. you, you yeah. Aiden. Yes. And he said, in November, I went to the Stranger Things experience. It was awesome. I have seen some photos from that, from different people doing that. And it does look really cool. And he also says, the Krill house is on my way to how ho- is on the way to my house. So I pass it every day. That's really cool. That is really cool. I think it's for sale, isn't it? it I want to say it went up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if it still is, but I remember at one point we said it was for sale. And then at one point we said somebody bought it and then I thought it went up for sale again. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I haven't checked it lately. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was going for like, I think it was like 500 grand. I think it was going for something. Like oh, that. that's not too bad. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad at all, actually. So yeah, the stranger things experience, it's supposed to be coming to Boston, which is the closest thing to me. And also to DC, which is where my brother lives. So I remember signing up with this thing like two years ago. Cause you could put Are you your serious? Name the, yeah. So you can put your name on like a waiting list and get, you know, first run tickets when they come out. Yeah. It's still, still nothing. It's still not here. So I have no idea what they're doing. Huh. I don't think it's even coming close anywhere in Lexington. Yeah. You're probably like Chicago or something would be the closest to you. And that's not. Really yeah. Close. Cincinnati, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we have another email. It's from Addie and she says, hi, it's Addie again. I forgot to put this in last time, but I'm 10 years old. Well, welcome, Hattie. And she says, okay, let me just start with, I don't really like Mike. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. He (laughs) just annoys me. It's like he doesn't even see Will. And he's just so rude to him. Like in season four, he gets mad at Will for like no reason. Plus that hair, vomit emoji. (laughs) And he won't even play D&D with Will. But he was good slash Coolio in seasons one and two. But seasons three and four, I wanted to vomit on the floor. That... (laughs) It's a very extreme response to Mike, but it is yours to have. It is your opinion. Yeah, and we talked about a lot of that. I mean, <laughs> Thank that's, yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's perfectly good. Yeah. From Sam. So I've been thinking about how I treated old Mr. Wheeler, and I believe that I was just a tad too harsh on him. Just a little. I've rewatched the series, and he's actually not a bad character. First off, in season one, he would kill himself for Dusty Bond, and that's a pretty good friend. He kind of sucked in season two, but not too bad, and I feel in season three he was sort of misunderstood. Hopper, which Whitney, just letting you know, since I've rewatched, my feelings have changed about him as well. I love this man. But anyways, <laughs> when Hopper threatens Mike, he really had almost no choice because what was he supposed to do? Just not see L anymore? I guess maybe he could have just told her what Hop said, but at least he tried. For me, at least in season four, Mike doesn't offer that much to the story besides picking up L and giving her that heartfelt speech. Absolutely true. I still find it mildly entertaining, offers some comic relief with Arga, but for most of season four, I was focused on the Steve and Robin and Nancy plot with Vecna and stuff. P.S. Just a thought, maybe you could do your next deep dive on Dusty Bun. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, we'll probably get around I, to all the characters. I love, yeah, I love Dustin, but I don't love him as much as like other people love Dustin. Like, I think he's hilarious and adorable, but he's, I know, he's like one of your favorites. I love Dustin. Yeah, he's a cutie. But I'm like, I, when I, when you say like a deep dive, I'm like, I feel like there wouldn't really be any like polarizing opinions about Dustin. No, <laughs> he's a jerk. Oh, no, he really isn't. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so our next email is from Ellie and she says, hey, Colin and Whitney, first off, no, here in Greece, we do not, in fact, let a woodland creature predict our weather. Good <laughs> on you all. Good on Greece, man. I'm, I'm glad it's just an American thing and we're not Yeah, sorry, I guess that's only an American thing. Okay, on to Michael Wheeler. I don't love Mike, nor do I hate him. I like him a lot, just like all the characters in Stranger Things. I don't see what he's done to deserve such hate. I'm sorry, Harriet, forgive me, but don't hate me. <laughs> i just think he's made i, I just love how everybody's like talking to each other I through us in the emails it's so funny. i know i just think he's made a couple of questionable decisions throughout the series like for example not telling ellie loves her in season four or that haircut in season four i do not remember his hair being that bad oh it's like a it's like a white boy afro kind of goofy thing yeah but it's but isn't ex- that just what people wear more yeah but it's it's well, you don't wear it now, though, so it just looks like it's oh, it I guess, really yeah. And then combined with the outfit, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Or dressing like he did at the airport. Ellie, he was trying to impress his California girlfriend. 
right <laughs> gosh but how can you not love the scene where ella's fighting vecna and he just gives her this amazing speech about how amazing she is and how he loves her i'm sorry i'm just not a byler fan i hope they introduce us to a new character in season five who is gay and will can fall in love with i just love Malevin. i especially love mike in season one i think he was understandably quite grumpy in season two i'm sure you'll disagree no actually i don't he is like that is my least favorite my yeah he is he is grumpy he's, he's so, very grumpy yeah yeah he's just kind of like just irritated the whole time but everybody is in that season i feel like and in season three see here's another of those questionable decisions why not explain to Elle in the first place how hop was forbidding him from seeing her every day well hopper told him he can't yes he's <laughs> afraid for his life right i'm sure she would have understood well no then she would have gotten mad at hopper things would have gotten uh, bad yeah, yeah in season four i think he was a bit of an idiot except for that last episode love him there that's it for now bye there's nothing wrong with Nana. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. This is my favorite line in the whole series. <laughs> All right. Email from Caden. Hey, Colin and Whitney Caden here. I want to say thanks for reading my emails and I'm sorry that they were messy. I sent, I think I said duplicates by accident, so which won't happen again. Also, by the time the next episode of the podcast airs, I will be officially 12. My birthday was January 25th. So happy birthday, Caden. Happy birthday, Caden. And this will be a long project because I have a lot to say about Mike. I will start with the top things about him just to get the hard part out of the way because there are so few options. <laughs> Best things about Mike. Talking to Elle for all those days on the walkie-talkie. It's really sweet. He is occasionally funny, including his line, if anyone asks, I've left the country. And he actually does try to be a good boyfriend. Worst things about Mike. His absolute obliviousness to Will. It's terrible how he just ignores Will's crying. Man, they are really, people are really hung up that he yeah. ignored Will crying. Yeah. I mean, I guess nobody cares that his girlfriend was in mortal danger. <laughs> how he just doesn't seem to care about the most other, most anything other than L. How he, when he lost L, he started spray painting the school and getting risk grades. <laughs> it was like, just a bathroom stall. He graffitied a bathroom stall. Yes. I know you love her, but you spent less than a week with her. I don't think you should really have that much grief. Yeah. But you're a teenage boy in love for the first time. So that's going to happen. Just wait, Caden. And he is depressing, like almost as depressing as Will. <laughs> Top bad boyfriends moments for Mike. He can't say I love you to his girlfriend. True. He mentions vomit green on the date when we was talking about the socks that they're making. Yeah. He's so awkward about dating Elle, who he has been dating for like, what is it now? Three years. This really isn't a bad boyfriend moment, but when he kisses her in season one after knowing her for a few days, like what? Hey, <laughs> Again, I, I mean, just teenage wait. Teenage boy, man. Teenage boys. <laughs> it's coming, dude. Yeah. Top bad looks for Mike. Him getting off the plane in California. He looks gross. <laughs> His hair in season four. <laughs> season three. Do I need to say more? And what he wears to the snowball is just not that good. <laughs> Bad moments for Mike. Being such yeah. a jerk to Will when he just wants to play Dungeons and Dragons. And then turning around and joining <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons Club as soon as Will moves away. Being such a jerk to Max. Then how he is willing to lose his friends for someone he just met in season one. That's from Caden. Keep up okay. the good work. You're very long email writer, Caden. <laughs> That's just great. That was good. It was good, Caden. All right, last one. That. Bring it home. Okay, our last email is from Skipper Melody, and she says, Hello, Colin and Whitney. First off, thank you so much for listening to my podcast and talking about it on your show. Well, you are welcome. I just started another semester at college, and I'm currently getting ready to start a new job, so I haven't had time to record and edit my next episode. But gosh darn it, I will get at least the first season covered and reviewed by April. Take your time. You yeah. Listen. From us. Yes. <laughs> like, spread it out as long as you can, because 
We got a long ways. Okay, opinions on Mike Wheeler. I know a lot of people hate season two Mike, but he's actually my favorite. Not in the way he treats Max, but I think he's a really good example of dealing with grief at that age. I myself lost a friend around intermediate slash middle school age, and it was hard. Also in the season two finale, now my third favorite finale episode after season three and season four, we have the great Mike and Elle reunion scene. When I first watched his fight with Hopper, I had to pause the episode, rewind, and watch it again because it was so good. I still do that to this day whenever I find myself watching the episode. Anyways, to keep this email short, I think a lot of reasons people dislike Mike is because he is written in a realistic way. His flaws are ones found in all of us, and people don't like looking in a mirror. Hope you guys are doing well. That is very insightful. Yeah, very good. We have a lot of really good emails. Thank you guys all for writing in. We do. Yes. And it makes it so much easier for us because otherwise you would have just been listening to us talk for the past hour. And Well, and I love getting them. I, that's like yeah. my favorite part of the week is like checking in to see if we have emails oh, yeah, from absolutely. people so. that listen. So. Okay, so that does it for this week. We will be back on February 16th. Get your emails in by, say, the 12th or 13th. And if you haven't figured it out yet by the music playing underneath me, our next episode will be all about Ghostbusters. Da-da-da-da. It is my favorite movie of all time. Number one ever. Nothing will ever top it. Number one. Jaws is pretty close, though, right? Number two is Jaws. Number three is Back to the Future. There you go. I have a In favorite, case. favorite, favorite movie. Back to the Future's oh. up there. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is kind of my go-to because I mean, Star. I was like a Star Wars kid. But yeah, know. no, Ghostbusters, hands no. down. So, Anyways, yes, our influence episode on Ghostbusters. Yes, and it is streaming on. I believe it's on HBO Max right now, one and two. But we're just we're just talking about one. Ghostbusters one, the nineteen eighty four one. Um, anyways, as always, you can find us on social media at Scoops Hoy Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And then we love it when you email us. You can email us at scoopshoypod at gmail.com. And we would love it if you are listening, if you would give us a like, subscribe, and review, especially on Apple iTunes, because that helps us get in front of other listeners like yourself. So I want to thank everybody for listening, and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.